This is our Pacific Northwest Music. We're going to be talking to local musicians, bands, talking about their passions and why they play such awesome music. Why would I ever want to miss this? Find us on Instagram or Facebook, Our PNW Music, or our website, ourpnwmusic.com. Skagit Valley, you don't want to miss this. All right, here we are. Not really in the studio today. We're in my backyard. Um, we're here with Garrett and the Sheriffs. Uh, welcome to the welcome to the show, not the studio. Uh, maybe you guys can go. Let's go in order of how you're sitting. Uh, just kind of introduce yourself and say something. <laughs> hey, I'm Sarah, and I do violin and vocals. I am Garrett, and I do lead vocals and guitars and banjos and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm Danny. I'm the bass player and do some backup vocals as well. And um, I'm Christine. I'm co-host of the show. <laughs> and we're missing uh, a Danny. Uh, she's on her way. She's the drummer. So hopefully we can get yeah, her we'll, in. We'll embarrass her when she gets here. Sure. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm guessing that was, that was her just, uh, yep, she's saying she's getting on 531. So okay. she's on her way. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start then when you guys met. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, we met. How old were we? Twenty, or that was twenty. Uh, first time 10? or the second time? I would say. I mean, the first time we were like what, fourteen years old? Yeah. Yeah. We first met actually going to uh, the summer camp that we would later work at um, when we were freshmen in high school. But then uh, reconnected. Reconnected. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Something like that. I think so. I think two thousand eleven. Yeah. Then been friends ever since. Then we moved up to Bellingham. Um, for we went to school at Western Washington University, great place. Um, and then that's also where we met Sarah. Um, was at Western. Um, she was actually fr- uh, roommates with my sister. Turns out to be. And then uh, yeah, we kind of formed the band up there, up in Bellingham. I don't even know when that was. A while back, almost eight or nine years ago now. Oh, that's weird. But yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Nine years, really? Yeah, it's getting there. It'll be in October. Jeez, I think I've been playing with you guys for six or seven. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that, that sounds, sounds right. Because right. there's about a year where we had a couple other uh, string players. Um, we won't mention their stuff. names. <laughs> well, the, what's <laughs> funny is they're they're, they're, they're both fantastic musicians, and one of them ended up being in our like oh yeah BFF bands. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Michael yeah, played Michael with us for a played with us for a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was yeah. Michael and Emily. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So it's we've been together for a while. Um, it's kind of crazy to think that it's been that long. Yeah. So Sarah, you were uh, his sister's roommate, mm-hmm. and was it just kind of like, oh man, you actually played the violin? What? How well, that all work out? You know, actually, it's really random. It, it's <laughs> actually pretty funny because, like, I knew Danny because he was my roommate's brother, but I didn't know him that well at the time. Yeah. And then I, I just randomly kind of met Garrett. We were both in the English department at Western. Uh, so we kind of worked, worked around in the same circles. Um, and so I met Garrett, and he was the one who told me about his band. <laughs> yeah, and we was needed like, hey, violin do you want to join? Pretty much, yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah, it was totally random. Well, and let's kind of start with you then. Um, how long have you been playing the violin, and when did that kind of, when, when did music kind of enter your life then? 
Yeah, I've been playing violin um, since I was 10, so 17 years now. Um, so I started on classical mu music, and then when I met these guys was the first time I ever did something outside of the classical music realm. They turned you. Yes, <laughs> they did. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what were you playing piano before that, or uh, what? No, nope, all violin. Oh, I wow. was I was in orchestra through high school. And any kind of singing background? I I was in choir in middle school, but mm. that was I had to choose in high school between choir and orchestra. I didn't have time for both, and uh, I was a little better at violin than singing. So, right on. Well, it's a beautiful violin. Thank you. Yeah. So Garrett, let's hear about your background. Um, yeah, so I come from a musical family. Um, everybody on my mom's side is some type of artistically inclined. Uh, her older brother is an actor. Um, her younger sister is an extremely talented uh, vocalist. Um, and then her two younger brothers both sing and, and play uh, instruments and were in band in high school and stuff. So uh i would say the story that i've heard was my my aunt uh susan uh singing to me in the crib and i was Aww. singing back the notes and that's when it was kind of like oh like okay oh, obviously nice. musically inclined stuff comes in the family um and she played in a a blues r&b cover band called the tube kings uh back in the day and so when i was growing up um they would practice in the guitar player's print shop um which was just a few blocks from uh where i lived and so uh, i would go and sit and watch them practice oh, okay. and so that was kind of my earliest um musical upbringings and i had uh my maternal grandparents sharing their record collection with me and all that uh, so I just kind of grew up with music being around and later on my dad's ra uh, record collection as well. So so, so mainly you're, you guys play you're more geared, you're Americana, but you're more geared towards country a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, when So when you were growing up, it sounds like though you have influences, all different types of musical influences, blues and... and yeah, I would say um, blues uh, and folk rock were really common uh so like my dad had a lot of you know the rolling stones and bruce springsteen um so that really combined with uh some of my uncles were listening to like garth brooks <laughs> as well as pearl jam and so all those things kind of combined together and um yeah, just kind of formed the sounds that I gravitated towards. It was kind of just more that organic uh, country and rock uh, fusion and stuff. And I can never really choose between the, between the two. So, uh, yeah. What about your guitar then? When did you start playing that? I started playing guitar when I was about, I think I was nine when I first uh, picked it up. There was always a guitar lying around uh, my grandparents' house and... Uh, on camping trips, my uncles would have theirs out and stuff, and my aunt played. Uh, so it was just kind of that thing uh, that was there, and so I always gravitated towards playing it, and then I was given one when I was nine and uh, never looked back. Yeah. All right, Danny, how about you, ma'am? What, uh, what brought you to music? 
Yeah. Um, I primarily uh, grew up doing choir and singing. Um, so that's kind of where most of my musical uh, thing, like upbringing per se, lies. Um, I actually have a degree in music from Western. So I went and studied choral music. Um, so I just have a BA in music um, with the intent of being a music teacher eventually. But uh, then I got out of school and didn't want to go back. So, uh, yeah. So maybe one day, nice. maybe one day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up a lot like Garrett where it was, you know, listening a lot to all my dad's stuff with the Beatles and Bruce. Um, know pretty much every single Beatles album there is. Um, but I actually never played bass until college uh when i was roommates with garrett and he was uh they had this band and he was like hey man uh i need a bass player uh <laughs> do you want to learn how to play bass and i was learning how to play upright bass for uh music class at the time because for music ed you had to learn the basics of you know pretty much all the different types of instruments so I was like, oh, yeah, sure, it shouldn't be that hard. It's just bass. Um, <laughs> so I, I picked it up from there, and uh, yeah, that's about how I started playing. <laughs> Before then, it was just singing and then, like, your basic three-chord guitar songs, and that's about all I got on guitar. But, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think <laughs> it was uh, – so the, the our original drummer, uh, his name was Peter – he also worked at the <coughs> camps where Danny and I uh, met and worked at. And so he was the one that actually encouraged me to move to Bellingham because I was living in Montana at the time. And he convinced me to, to move to Bellingham, transfer over to Western and stuff. And we were just jamming in his living room. And it was just the two of us. And we did that for a while, played some house shows. And then we we're like, well, we, if we're going to keep doing this. We should probably like build out the sound a little bit it was very white stripes like (laughs) just guitar and and drums and stuff and uh we were very good so you're comparing yourselves to white stripes yeah it was well just mostly in terms of the aesthetic not necessarily in terms of the sound um but yeah so i didn't know any bass players that weren't already in you know four bands so i Made one. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a struggle for a while. You just asking people just around you, hey, do you play an instrument? Do you want to be in my band? If not, <laughs> here's much. an instrument. Learn how to play this so you can be in the band. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty. I mean, that's not that's not terribly far-fetched. I think, uh, Sarah, we were working for a music magazine, like a startup, basically. And uh, we had already kind of had two string. We had a cello player. And she didn't uh, really want to play publicly and stuff. She just kind of wanted to jam. And then we had um, our friend Michael and stuff. And he ended up getting a full-time job. And just at that time, didn't have the time to dedicate to a band. And so we were looking. And uh, I was introduced to Sarah. And I was like, oh, okay, that would work. So Sarah's the outgoing one. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Sarah's. (laughs) Is that the outgoing? No, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Out of all of us, though, uh, Sarah's the least probably. outgoing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I That's don't probably Danny. Necessarily it's say any Danny. of us besides Danny is actually outgoing. Yeah, I would agree with we'll that. We'll meet her in a minute here. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into some music then. Um, can you guys talk about um, the song "Only the Beginning"? 
<laughs> so, uh, only the beginning was. I actually wrote that before the band was in existence. I wrote that one in 2010 or 2011 when I started working at uh, the summer camps that I grew up going to and that my family all worked at and stuff. And I wrote this song just kind of about the freedom of summer and just the simplicity of it um, and just kind of like the simple moments and the values that can kind of be carried forward from the lessons that you have in in the free time of summer. Um, And so I wrote that song, and then that was kind of the first original piece of music that I brought to the band. I'd been a singer-songwriter for years up to that point uh, as a solo artist, and then uh, as this band started, and it became more than just, you know, jamming on songs. Uh, that was one of the first ones uh, brought to the band and is kind of like a fitting origin story for what became, you know, eight, nine years of music. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's a special song in that and that uh, and it will always be a special song for that reason. It's okay to let your spirit run wild I don't care who you are out there The only thing that matters is that you're home here, home here And we live right now singing our song Forever in these summer days, 
Yard with Garrett and the sheriffs. Uh, I wanted to kind of talk about the sheriffs a little bit. Um, where did that come, Danny? Did you <laughs> yeah. have something to say about that? No, no, it no. Just <laughs> makes me chuckle every time. <laughs> I mean, it's a cool name, but I mean, it I is, just didn't yeah. know if, if that was, you know, did you come up with that, Garrett, or was that, the, you know, did the sheriffs come up with that? That mm. was uh, that was actually um, our old drummer Peter. Yeah, uh, came up with that. Uh, he was at the time he was looking at um, going into law enforcement. Um, like I'm, I'm getting that right, right, Garrett? Yeah. So uh, he uh, thought it'd be a pretty hilarious name, um, especially since we're kind of more, espe- even more so then we were very country oriented. Um, uh, so he he thought it would be a fitting name, um, and it's just kind of stuck, and we just roll <laughs> with it. Yeah, it was definitely not my intent. Uh, when we started the band, have uh you know, my name in, in the name of the band, but it was just kind of something that he, that he came up with that kind of rhymed and it fit with that, you know, kind of wild west type theme and stuff. And so, yeah, at the time he was, uh, wanting to be a detective and stuff. And, uh, subsequently later on decided that he did not want to go into that (laughs) career for a variety of reasons. Um, but the name, the name has stuck. We toyed a couple times with the idea of changing it, but every single time people are like, "Why would you change the change the name? The name is fine, and that's what people know you by." So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've embraced it. Well, uh, one thing we like to talk about is kind of how songs come to be. Um, obviously, we we talked about uh, only yeah. the beginning already. Um, do 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 does everybody kind of bring a song? How does that work? Does, does only one person write the lyrics? Is it, uh, you know maybe we kind of talk about that from from point eight you know all the way down to whoever adds their thing last or whatever yeah uh it, garrett is pretty much the uh the songwriter of the group uh i can't write lyrics to save my life <laughs> so uh i've tried a couple times and it it's quite terrible so i, I leave that all to him <laughs> he's a better writer than than he than he says you wrote a nice letter to your wife at your at, for your wedding you're better okay, than you well, say you yeah are. okay i feel like that's a little bit different than writing lyrics <laughs> for a song true. that's fair um yeah so most of most of the the lyrical content is stuff that that i've written um i've got a whole i've got several journals full of of lyrics and it's funny you know we've got quite a few original songs and stuff but it's nowhere near the amount that are actually written down there's a lot of bad stuff <laughs> that I've written down <laughs> that will never see the light of day. And so um, 
so yeah, I'll write a, a, a song and the music and stuff, you know, basic chord progression and structure and bring a relatively fleshed out piece of music to the band. And then oftentimes it goes through kind of a retooling. Sometimes lyrics get moved and the structure maybe changes a little bit. Um, occasionally, like, melody will change here and there. Um, and that's really what uh, I lean on all of them and their musical experience and uh, their talents. Like, what they're bringing to the table to me is the ability to flesh out my ideas and really make them more dynamic. Um, and I think that is... Uh, yeah, we're so a pretty good you, team in that way. Would you say you you write the the basis of the song first lyrically, and then you're trying to add music to go with it, or do you think it's half and half? Or uh, that's a good question, actually. Um, I feel like that really depends on the songs. Yeah, some of the songs I write the lyrics first, and then I'll put guitar to it. Um, and then other songs, it's like I come up with a chord progression I like, and then I write. Uh, the lyrics around it so there it's i'm kind of 50 50 split just really depends on how what the song mm -hmm. you know there, there's definitely songs that i wake up in the middle of the night with a song lyric and i type it out on my phone so i don't forget and then i come back to it later now uh how does that work for for you guys then um you know do you then kind of do you, are they written with some of you in mind or or do you kind of just add your your flair afterwards or i don't know uh, i don't want to say that you're flair i don't know the <laughs> right terminology i guess yeah yeah a lot of the song i think comes from playing it together and discussing it as we play through it and then through that we kind of develop our own ideas whether it's our individual parts or how we want this the song as a whole to sound yeah i mean definitely it's just kind of yeah it really happens. rolls through just the the kind of the repetition of uh, playing it and just kind of experimenting with a couple different ideas and seeing what works best um, with what everyone else is thinking and what everyone else is playing. Um, I mean, there's occasionally the times here and there where Garrett's hearing something very in particular that he's written um, this part for and he'll let us know or someone has a very strong opinion about what they want to hear in a certain part, and then we'll go with that. Um, but a lot of it's just kind of uh, we just, you know, repeatedly play songs and then kind of experiment and see what works and what doesn't. All right, well, uh, just based on the time of the interview, we're going to bust out another song uh, wherever you are. Can you guys kind of talk about that and, and, and tell us a little bit about before you play? Yeah, so wherever you are, I wrote that in, I believe, 2014. We were still living in Bellingham at the time. I had gone on a hike to a place called Dirty Harry's Balcony. It's in the Snoqualmie Pass area. And there is just, you get up, it's not a very well-traveled trail. So it's, you know, forest service. It's pretty rugged. And um, But you get to the top, uh, and it's well worth it because you get this vista looking east into the into the cascades and on that particular day it was in i want to say december so it was snowy and there's a you know golden it was golden sunlight over the snowy mountains and it was it was just a beautiful scene and so uh, i wrote that song 
with that image in mind and kind of thinking about, you know, being separate. At the time, I was in a long-distance relationship, and so uh, not seeing the person that you're with and but still hoping the best for them. And uh, the songs, I think, changed in meanings over the years. My dad's used it on a, a retreat uh, that he went on. And so, yeah, uh, it's changed meanings and kind of it's also been become kind of like a goodbye song as well.
Garrett and the sheriffs. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is is uh, the Washington's National Park Fund. Um, when I first saw you guys a couple years ago, you uh, and I went up to buy your uh, Wood Smoke album, the one that you just had come out, and you were donating 100% of the money, whatever we were paying, mm -hmm. to this fund. And I thought that was really cool, and I've never forgotten about that, that you guys were actually not only just... Um, bringing social awareness to it, but you're backing it up by taking all this money from, you know, that could be going to you guys for your band and putting it towards it. So can you talk about when that started and how that came about? Yeah, so that came about in 2016 when we were seeing public lands and the national parks really coming under a lot of pressure uh, and a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of concern that, you know, the places that we all loved and to spend time in and I really go to for, you know, recharging, you know, those places were at risk of disappearing. And uh, the Bears Series National Monument at that time, there was a lot of uh, stuff out in the media about it was being downsized. And so there was concern that that could happen to North Cascades National Park here in Washington State. Fortunately, that has not happened. But 
it really got, you know, we're all relatively, you know, politically aware people, um, but we hadn't really gotten in directly involved in anything uh, at that time. And so when this was happening, we wanted to do something to make sure that these public lands, you know, our national parks were going to remain national parks, that they were going to be able to still be there for everybody to enjoy. And so I got in contact with the uh, superintendent at North Cascades National Park, and she got me in touch with Washington's National Park Fund, and we just started dialoguing about what we can do and uh, got really excited about the pairing and we did a gala event for them. Uh, We played some music and uh, spoke at their auction uh, event at the time and they put together this really incredible video that (laughs) made us like look like you know Bono from U2 (laughs) like uh, just this beautiful like high end uh, gorgeous video talking about our work with the national parks and why they're important and everything. Uh, I mean, you can find that video on YouTube uh, through Washington's National Park Fund uh, <laughs> and see for yourself how good they make us look. Um, but yeah, it was it. It's been really incredible to be involved with them. Um, we haven't seen a lot of those people in a long time now, um, just because of of the pandemic. But. Uh, we still have a a bag full of of cash for them, so the there's going to be another do, donation deposit coming, uh, Washington's National Park Fund. So stay tuned; we'll get it to you. Right and so, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Danny just showed up, and so we already kind of went through this with the rest of the band. Um, what uh, What is your role in the band? Uh, I make all the rhythmic noise and yeah, sing the harmony things. Okay, so you do a little bit of it all. What uh, so we kind of we kind of asking the folks, um, you know, when did you start doing this? It doesn't the look your setup you brought here today <laughs> to the backyard just looks like uh, like you've done this before. A couple times, yeah. Um, I started playing djembe in about two thousand and four, uh, and I did it as part of a job that I had being a worship leader at a church, and they needed something softer than a drum kit. So I was like, well, let's try this. So I started playing djembe and uh, worship leading, singing at the same time, and kind of got that skill going. I've done it for a couple of bands now. But were you playing the drums? When did you start? I started drumming when I was 11. Yeah. And I did a couple of different iterations. I started in percussion ensemble, moved up to orchestra, and uh, percussion ensemble in high school, marching band, concert band, then the St. Olaf uh, concert band when I went there. And then I moved to Seattle and started playing with rock and roll bands. Right on. And then what about uh, as far as singing goes? Um, you, know, you mentioned you were, you were a worship leader. And what were you, so when did you, did you, when, when did you want to start singing, I guess? I just always have been. I mean, harmony has always been my thing. Uh, my mom's a music teacher, and my dad is also a musician, so... Um, I kind of got it from both sides. Uh, I was singing harmonies on my own by the time I was about four. And I started singing in choirs and on stage when I was three. So just been doing it all my life pretty much. Yeah, right on. Excellent. 
So uh, one of the things I, I did want to ask you guys about uh, with the live streams and, and whatnot that have been going up, you guys are, are pretty socially aware. I mean, you kind of mentioned that before. Um, do you want to talk about the role that you've kind of played during COVID for the Black Lives Matter, the fundraisers and different things you've been doing? Yeah, so we, I'm still waiting on some royalty checks uh, coming in, but Where the Fox Love Grows, our most recent single, came out the week before uh, the murder of George Floyd and before, you know, everything really uh, started getting to the new chapter of Black Lives Matter because obviously the movement's been uh, in existence for a while unfortunately that it has to exist for as long as it has um and it we really just hit pause that's really what we did uh because it was kind of like we felt like it was not entirely appropriate for us as a band to be promoting our business as if nothing was going on in our country and so we just kind of took a step back really try to listen and educate and figure out what our role is in in this movement uh but also kind of checking our white privilege you know we all come from privileged backgrounds and so taking the time to educate ourselves on on the movement and so kind of what we decided was for that next week what we would have been kind of really promoting the single uh we had the single out but we said stream it as much as you can because a hundred percent of the streams right now is going to go to you know uh the black lives matter movement so i'm waiting on those royalty checks to come in to where we can then transfer those funds over to um black lives matter and i really look forward to doing that very soon um because it is really important to us and yeah we've been kind of trying to use our social media presence to uh, kind of direct a, almost away from ourselves and just kind of be like, here are some resources, here are some black artists, some other BIPOC artists that are doing really important things and kind of have firsthand experience and knowledge of this stuff. Those are the people that you should be listening to right now, uh, not necessarily us. Yeah, you've done a wonderful job at that too. Let's want to talk about COVID. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's well, that kind of just plays right into it, right? Because, I mean, this is all, I mean, this that's kind of tracking all through this, right? So, um, you know, what, uh, I, I guess in your own personal lives, you know, we kind of talked a little bit before we turned the mics on where you guys work and stuff, but how has that affected you guys musically and personally? You know, start from one side to the other. Uh, I guess it just really shifted my worldview and narrowed it right down to my own household and my children. All of a sudden, I became, you know, just full-time teacher and mom. Uh, music things pretty much ground to a halt. I had my last gig, like, right before the shutdown. And uh, it really hit me hard just feeling like, is this the last time live music is going to be made in this space? Is this space going to be here when we all emerge from our houses again? But, yeah, my, my whole world be just kind of shrunk right down. And I just very much centered on home. And thankfully, Garrett keeps coming up with ideas and creating new things. And we found some creative ways to continue making music. And it's only recently that we've actually gotten together in the same space. And we've gotten creative about how to have rehearsals and keep socially distanced and keep everybody safe. Um, but I'm glad we found a way to keep making music. 
It's interesting that you say that because uh, they, that everything shrunk down to that personal little uh, nugget. And uh, my wife and I were talking about that politically, too, because, um, you know, everybody wants to look up, up, up at, in politics. And you don't realize how important those local mayors and governors and things are until something like this happens. It's like, whoa, it's really taking it more to a personal view that way, too. So, Sarah? Yeah, personally, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, COVID really made me kind of pause and reevaluate what's important to me especially like interpersonal relationships are super important and you know appreciating the little things when everything else is just insane um and I'm supposed to be getting married in fall uh so what was going to be a hundred person uh ceremony and reception is now probably just going to be the two of us and the person marrying us um, but as far as music goes, I do miss playing live. Um, it's really great to be able to live stream. It's not the same as, as playing live to a live audience. You don't have that same intimate feeling. Um, and it's just kind of uncertain right now what the future of live music looks like and when we'll be able to do that again. So I, I look forward to whenever that is when we can play live again yeah uh well yeah you guys have shared really amazing things um yeah i think for me it was you know i just shifted careers and was kind of like looking for a to hit a restart button and kind of right as getting into a groove of a new job you know that job ground uh, to a complete halt and you know then there was the months of unemployment fortunately uh, I did get about a month back uh, in terms of virtual work but obviously like those two months really they really hit and then to also lose uh, music you know in a live setting that was extremely hard uh, I tried you know I jumped on the live streaming you know weekly and then uh, every other week and stuff uh, but it was just me and so there was you know I think how it really affected me the most intensely was I think in those spaces when you're just yourself and I was actually I was with my parents when the shutdown hit so at the time I was kind of couch surfing I'd been at Danny's place been with some other friends so but then all of a sudden I was like back in my house I grew up with um, and my parents are lovely people uh, but you know being almost 30 it was like all of a sudden like being reverted back and being really isolated in that and so in those kind of isolated moments that's when like the self-doubt stuff really creeps in and can take hold and it really did in those weeks of lockdown and that was that was really hard because you don't Sarah's right you don't get uh the feedback um from playing live you know when your audience is is digital there really is something so special and so intimate about the spiritual emotional interchange of playing live and yeah i i knew i was gonna miss that i didn't realize how impactful losing that was going to be um fortunately now we've been getting creative in terms of how to do music socially distanced um and stuff so hopefully you know we can continue to do that but yeah covid has been hard and i think it's I feel so heavily for 
uh, the venues. I did a little bit of work with um, Washington Nightlife Music Association, which was uh, founded by local venues to try to save local venues. And so I did some PSA videos for them, and I did a live stream for one of the venues uh, where the funds went to that venue. Um, But venues are hurting uh, locally and nationally. I know uh, NEVA, which is the National Independent Venues Association, they are pushing a bill to be going to Congress to hopefully get federal funding to essentially bail out um, these music venues because until live music comes back, you know, venues don't have anything. They don't have anything coming in. And so, and if they go away, you're talking about like collapse of the industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, uh, uh, COVID's been a really interesting experience uh, for me. I mean, it, a lot of it's just been kind of that, what a lot of people have also experienced as well with the self-isolation at home. Um, thankfully, I was able to keep my job for pretty much all of it um, up to last week. But, you know, now it's time to, you know, try and figure out a, a new chapter of what it is that looks like, um, which will be uh, interesting. But, it'll, I mean, it's all going to be good. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I feel like what I missed most was just being able to play music with other people, especially with these guys and, you know, this band that we've been together for a long time, so not having the weekly rehearsal was kind of weird for a little while, but, uh, you know, we're back at it, so. Shaking the rust out. <laughs> a little bit, every time. <laughs> right on, well, let's uh, jump into the song Wood Smoke. Uh, what do you guys have to say about that? Yeah. Yeah. Going back, um, kind of talking about with like Washington's National Park Fund, you know, nature and the outdoors, and particularly the Pacific Northwest, is so central to our identity as a band. You know, we all enjoy spending time outside, and so our first album really had a lot of influences on, you know, coming from the water and stuff. I had been spending quite a bit of time on boats at the time that I wrote that that album. Um, and then Woodsmoke, kind of similar, just taking a lot of influences from the places we had been and seen and experienced and kind of the recharge we get off of being out uh, in nature. And so Woodsmoke uh, and a lot of the songs on that album, also called Woodsmoke, um, really took a lot of kind of almost like Polaroid snapshots of just different outdoor experiences and how we felt and really combine that and some of them not necessarily as direct some of them you know more just using metaphor you know birds singing or whatever you know that's a simple easy metaphor for you know simplicity and stuff like that so nature just kind of provides a backdrop for our music I think and so wood smoke is kind of a prime example you know going out into the country with the person that you love and having a good time Rolling down a dirt back road, axle rumbling over potholes, getting where I want to go. Got my baby by my side, gonna show her back country time, gonna leave this valley full of mountains high. 
And I'm breathing the wood smoke With a real thing and no joke Ain't nothing like getting lost in the evergreens Shooting stars and neon lights Take me to a brand new high gods country Spreading four miles on the miles And I'm breathing the wood smoke Piece of sacred ground Gonna do a little fly fishing now Build a campfire for two Let mother nature share her truth Miracle of night Being on the move And I'm breathing in the wood smoke Where the real thing ain't no joke Ain't nothing like getting lost in the evergreens Shooting stars on neon lights Take me to a brand new high gods country Spitting for miles on miles And I'm breathing the wood smoke Praise be to the creator And his gifts Miracle of silence Left upon my lips This woman and this land Heal my deep within Thankful for no more walls to hem me in backyard <laughs> let's talk about uh your new album Ooh, yes oh, yeah. <laughs> that one yeah, yeah everybody yeah. just smile look at that jeez the the so far unnamed album <laughs> yeah we haven't come well, up with a name for it yet all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we uh we just before the pandemic hit we were already kind of in the process of creating a new piece of work you know the, our first two records were uh, with our old drummer and so we wanted to, we kind of were like it's been about a year and a half like we should put something out with like the current lineup with the current sound and so um fortunately this studio called one shot studios it's in woodenville washington they reached out to us about doing a free track and we were like sure why not and so we went in there and recorded our latest single where the foxglove grows and we really enjoyed our time there and so we're like yeah let's record uh let's record a record and so we have obviously that went on pause for a little bit longer than we wanted um but now we've kind of been able to get back in there and we've been tracking the last uh few weeks and we got a few more weeks of work left to do but we're 
uh, plugging along, and we're excited about the the new music. Um, some of it's new. Some of it's some of the song. One of the songs is old, old. Like I wrote in wrote in high school, and it's just been in the band for a while, but we've never recorded a track yeah. of it. So we're excited to get that one out. And uh, we have a couple of quarantines. There's a couple of quarantines <laughs> on that are going to be on there. <laughs> right on. Well, cool. Uh, so obviously you have no. You don't even have a name for it yet. There's there's probably no uh, date as far as when that would come out then. Yeah, we're hoping sometime here in in the fall, barring, you know, September-ish, barring some catastrophic yeah. if the world really does end or something. Like a, like a <laughs> wedding? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. We should. Yeah, we should have it. Pretty close. We're getting close. So you guys had probably a September. fundraiser going for a while so, so you could earn that money to... Finish and you guys, did you make that last five dollars? We're I haven't uh, checked yet, but yeah, we, <laughs> if if we people are listening and uh, it's still going on, uh, yeah, we need five more dollars. Woo! Just five dollars. Yeah, we believe in you. We believe in you. Is that just through your social media then, or? Yeah, it's been uh, it's through Indiegogo, so it's on our uh, Instagram bio. It's also on our our Facebook, and so people can. Yeah, donate uh, to that and uh, get cool swag in exchange. Um, yeah, it's been fun. Right on. Well, um, let's uh, you know, th- with four people, it's been kind of weird. This is our first time. This this is the most we've had, right? Mm-hmm. So the the interview kind of goes a little quicker because it's like everybody kind of talking, and so um, time's just kind of flying by. So maybe you could, you know, we were just talking about uh, where the fox grows, fox glove grows. Um, I know that flower too. Right. Yeah, um, got a few in my backyard too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, talk a little bit about uh, that song then in general because we're going to play that that actual recording from that studio, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that song uh, I wrote. Actually, it came from a from a dream I had. I had I had this dream uh, that was you know. Fox loves, and it was, it was a crazy dream. Um, but essentially, I woke up and and like I was actually I was at work. Um, I was working at the at these summer camps where we used to work. I, I ran the helped run the environmental education program and stuff. So that's that's my day job is I teach environmental science, uh, kind of nature stuff, and so. Uh, I had this dream with a fox love, and for the next two days, I was like walking around, hiking around at work, and you know, seeing seeing it everywhere, and kind of started like, you know, come with me with a fox love grows, like just it started in my head, and so that evening after uh, after hours, pulled out the guitar and wrote this song, and so it really took a lot of influences. I'd been listening to a lot of. Um, Tyler Childers and Sturgill Simpson, who are kind of, um, kind of the current kings of what most people would call like traditional country, but you know Appalachian country. So very um, kind of broody.
bushes thick and the trees are old. Gonna have a little rock, gonna take a little roll. Gonna come with me where the fox love grows. Gonna hike out to a little slice of heaven, save our money that we've been spending. Live real high, take no lows, feel this earth without our clothes. Gonna come with me where the fox love grows. Where the bushes thick and the trees are old. Gonna have a little rock, gonna take a little roll. Gonna come with me where the fox glove grows. Rest our heads beneath the shallow clouds. Pop feet to the thumbing sound of a thousand voices. Never tame as I take my breath. Say my name. Gonna come with me where the fox glove grows. Where the bushes thick and the trees are old. Gonna have a little rock, gonna take a little roll. Gonna come with me where the fox glove grows. Body's heavy as the sun does rise, skin gilded in the waxing light. You ask for me to sing a tune and I sing farewell to the stars and moon. Gonna come with me where the fox glove grows. Where the bushes thick and the trees are old Gonna have a little rock, gonna take a little roll Down and come with me where the fox love grows Backyard with uh, Garrett and the sheriffs, and that was where the foxglove grows. Okay, so I'm closing up though too. I wanted to mention uh, we've kind of talked a little bit about it, but that you have actually two full albums out that uh, turn the tide. That was 2016, and then Wood Smoke from 2018, and then this new one that that will be coming out pretty soon. Um, I really enjoyed having you guys here. I'm, I'm so excited. I've been a fan of yours for the last couple of years since I saw you down in Seattle, and it's just been really great having you guys here. Yeah, it's been really phenomenal being here. Thank you so much for having yeah, us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for allowing us to come and hang out and talk shop and music. Yeah, and thanks for uh, inviting us to your back porch, Rudy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're the first ones to come to the yeah. back porch. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening to our Pacific Northwest music. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out next month. Thanks so much to our friends Jack Mattingly and the Whiskey Fever. That was the track you heard at the start. And here it is again. Wouldn't want to miss this off the album Oceans of Trouble. Go check it out. They're from Cedro Wood. Ooh, you wouldn't want to miss this. <laughs>